Welcome, and thank you for listening to the 9-7 Podcast. Where we talk about our journey from 9-7 to now. We are your hosts, Richard and Mary Robinson. Though we aren't relationship experts, we've learned a lot along the way since 97. Happy New Year, everyone. Hey, hey. How's everything going? Everything should be going good if you made it to the new year. I know that's right. We are back with a new episode. It's been a little bit of time. We've had tons of different things going on throughout the end of 2022, but we are now in January and we are back. Wait, what year is it? 2023. Mm. I felt like last year was 2021. (laughs) We've often said 21 and 20 and 21 were like the same year. Yeah. Yep. So then this is so twenty two could all sometimes feel like that. But now we're in twenty three. Yeah. So, so back, never know. Back, back, back. So who would have thought that twenty twenty is three years in the past? I know, it's crazy. It's so, so crazy. So I have still pandemic. Yeah. Mm. I mean it's not nearly as strict, but there's still some lingering effects. Yeah. For sure. Yep. Absolutely. So let's let's recap what we what we did the end of last year. We celebrated. We talked about this in the last episode. We were amping and getting ready for our twenty five twenty anniversary. Woohoo! And so <laughs> you sound like Pillsbury Doughboy. <laughs> um, but now we're on the other side of it. How do you think that that? What 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 are your um, reflections? Planning events is hard. It is, but it is so much fun. It, if you like that kind of thing, planning events is... <laughs> it's is a lot difficult. of work. I wouldn't even say it's hard. I would just say it's a lot of work, which is not the same, are not the same thing to me. No, I'm, I'm not saying that it's not a lot of work. I'm just saying it's, it's hard, like, because you got to think about, like, who's doing what mm-hmm. and then contacting them... And then hopefully they get back to you. And then hopefully they don't flake out. And then hopefully they're not charging you a ton of money. Like right. there's a lot of hopefully is yeah. in there. It's not as it's not as concrete as some things are or things or as concrete as I wish things were. And then you realize that there's a lot of not services, like the whole chair covering thing. Yeah, I mean they, they exist, but then when you I mean, it's like we said, it all boils down to two things. You can either pay the money or pay the time. Mm -hmm. And in this particular instance, we just chose, because I enjoy doing things like that, we chose time. Yeah, but it seems like what I'm saying is, like, there are people who will cover chairs, but it's usually a part of a separate service. Yeah, part of a service. So you have contracted them to do something more grand and in that mm-hmm. they will also cover the chairs so you can't or just like, decorate period yeah but you but like finding somebody that you can hire to just decorate yeah seems like a high ass that was a daunting task because we had everything that we needed it was just finding the folk that would say i'll help thankfully we were able to rely on our nieces and family members to kind of pinch in. Yeah. And it wasn't 
didn't take nearly as long as I feared it might, but it all turned out. The The venue was great. Everything was great. Yeah. Another thing that made that whole thing a bit more challenging was because it was the day after Thanksgiving. So it was like <laughs> I planned everything, but then I also had to account for Thanksgiving, and that's where you and the kids get a, a gold star because y'all really pitched in and helped out with Thanksgiving dinner and prepping for Thanksgiving, and then again, really helping out with all of my vision for our anniversary dinner, which was great. Oh yeah, we get more than some gold stars. We get some gold stars, <laughs> some high fives, some kisses, because we had <clears throat> all those flowers in the house. Yeah, we ordered. And I only wanted live red roses, and so we had like how many roses? Was it Neil? It was like three hundred roses in the house. <laughs> but that's my point. Like we had a gang of roses, and it's the prepping care of those roses. Not to mention. All the other stuff that came to the house that somebody lifted that stuff in the mm-hmm. house and stored it away and then pulled it out and put it back, then pulled it out and then put it back yep. over the course of time between, you know, you arranging it or and setting it up. And crafting the things and, and then adding the beautiful touches and, <clears throat> yeah, and excuse me. Pull it out, then put it back. Yeah. Pull it out. So we're, we're in there like, we were in there. That was, yeah, a, we, we, that was we, an effort. Yeah, it was amazing, though. Like, it was it was great. The kids actually really enjoyed it. Um, They didn't complain about it at all. Like, Mm-mm. none of them did. No, nah, they enjoyed doing stuff like that. Yeah, but it was a fun time. Because it's just a, a lot of different things mm-hmm. happening at once. There's a lot of moving parts. It's one of those things where, um, like a lot of things, you know, the sum of the event, is the team that you have behind you supporting you. That's a fact. You know what I'm saying? Um, Because, you know, there's a lot of little things that happen putting that kind of thing together. That's like if someone's not filling that gap or someone's not taking ownership of it or whatever, it can be insurmountable for any one person, even with a small event like that, because we only had like 100 people. Yeah. So you get into three to 500 people yeah. or thousands of people, <clears throat> like, you really talking about, like, a real Herculean task. This That's what this illuminated me to. It opened yeah. my eyes to that. Like, you know, people talk about wedding, wedding planning, and I'm like, I I see it with wedding planning, how it can be daunting. Because mm-hmm. um, some of those weddings get very big and very opulent very fast. Yeah, but, I mean, that's the, that's the whole thing, right? Yeah. The wedding part can be daunting because of how extravagant the person who wants the wedding. But you wholly control that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Whereas a dinner, I think the thing about a dinner that people don't understand is five people or or 50 people, there's still some nuance that's the same. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because... There's things that are set in stone at a dinner. Mm-hmm. There will be chairs. There will be tables. You got to think about the menu. You got to think about people's food allergies. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So some people have a hard time planning Thanksgiving. True. In their own house. You know what I'm saying? Now amplify that by 100 people. Right. 
that's essentially what you're doing there. Whereas like a wedding, you could be like, we're going to have a getaway wedding on a beach. And it's just, you know, kind of like what we did. It's just me, you, witnesses, and the pastor. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think people's vision gets away from them. Whereas a dinner, no matter what we did, no matter how many people we invited, we still had tables, chairs, Mm -hmm. and things we had to deal with from a decorating place. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I thought about that. I was like, if we had limited to how many tables we had, 15 tables? Something like that. Mm -hmm. If we had limited to three tables of like our most closest, intimate people Mm -hmm. at this venue and just have this like supremely opulent, outrageous dinner just for that really small group, our planning is still the same. True. Like, we cut nothing out. <laughs> Just a little bit of time and prep. That's a really bad Yeah, it. only because you're dealing with the sheer number of chairs at right. that point. So, and then the number of tables is a lot less. Because yeah. there's a lot of table decorating going on. Yeah, that's true. That's true, too, <laughs> with the runners and all that kind of stuff. Runners and all the rhinestones and the glass and the mirrors and the candles and all that. Yeah. So... It was just something that was real interesting um, in hindsight that I was thinking about because event planning is not, not necessarily my forte, mm-hmm. but it was interesting to watch it all unfold. And then all of the hidden charges. Now, that's the place where I really felt it. Like what? I mean, just things I didn't think about in the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, you say you want to do this thing. You're like, oh, yeah, we got to do the venue. But then, you know, either you rent tablecloths and table runners or you buy them right and then sometimes you buy them but then it's like oh i didn't know that this piece was added to a runner you know like if you wanted the little frills at the bottom Mm -hmm. that's a different price than if it's just the black Mm -hmm. cloth so it's like little things like that where you're like oh i thought a table runner was a table runner was a table runner (laughs) and then you go to buy one or you look at it and you're like Oh, it's 1,500 table runners. Right. With a cost from $1.97 each to $25.50. Right, $25 each. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a huge cost difference. Yeah. You know, and then you multiply that by everything we had on the table. Yeah. Candles, the little jars. Yeah. You know, any the of the mirrors. Things. The mirrors. The, the table numbers, the everything. The, the, cell, the chargers. The napkins, the chargers, yep, the charger plates. The charger plates, you know, any of that kind of stuff. So it's just one of those kind of things. And then as you go and you start thinking about it and you think about, you know, this is where it crisscrossed like a wedding plan because it's what you want versus what you envision. And you kind of have a, not existential, but you view it as someone else viewing it. Mm-hmm. And you see the table set up and you're like, mm, we need X on this table for color. Or yeah. we need Y. And then that's another another thing to buy or rent. So it's still, yeah, you know, when you boil it all down, it still comes to a yeah. dollar amount somewhere. So that's what I mean by the hidden cost. Yeah. I mean, but all in all, I did my thing on that one. Mm-hmm. With the planning of it and the the vision that I had and it all being executed and coming together, um, it was great. Mm-hmm. And then we gave our 
gave myself enough time to get it all done without feeling too stressed. And then you gave me a deadline to have everything done by due. So I wouldn't feel stressed right up until the last minute type thing. So that was great. Mm-hmm. That was amazing. And then, um, you know, shortly after that, we had Christmas right around the corner. Yep. And um, one of the things that we like to do is host a brunch on Christmas Eve. We couldn't really do it the last two years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because of COVID. Because see, you just forgot what year it is. <laughs> I did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was nice to be able to do that again and have, you know, family come over and all the fixings and it was just, it was a good time. Yep. Yep. It was a really good time. And then, then the next day was Christmas Day. Yep. And. That's normal. It was just Christmas. Like, yeah. our Christmas is super low-key. Like, when we were kids, we would, you know, have to go and visit. And basically, you open presents, and then you put clothes on, and then you're out of the house all day. Mm-hmm. And so we decided, once we had our own, that that was not going to be what we were going to do. Right. <laughs> Because you just never have a chance to play with your own stuff on the day that you actually open it. So um, ever since our little, our oldest was, I think it was her second Christmas, Mm -hmm. we started doing it this way. Because the first Christmas, everybody's like, oh, we want to see the baby. But after that, we just chill out all day. And we, you know, we've never had anybody to even try to visit on Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. Granted, uh, we used to live far enough to where we didn't even have that to be an issue. Now we're a little closer, so I kind of thought maybe someone would violate that time and space, but they mm-hmm. didn't. So um, we just chillax all day, which is great. And then the kids, you know, they have a chance to really engage with all the things that they get from not only us, but the grandparents and the aunts and the uncles and all that. And so that's always a good time. Yep. Just that one relaxed day where the kids are so occupied that we don't have to give them things to do. <laughs> yep. It's some well, it's just something to be said about boundary setting. Yeah. That's what that comes down to because we set that boundary <clears throat> way back when and people respect the boundary. Yeah. That's all it is. Yep. We've we've set a boundary as a family that on this day, this is what it is and Family respects that, yep. which which is important for all couples. You should be setting healthy boundaries with your family, family and, friends, and the in-laws yep. and everyone else. Yep, for sure. And then when you get boundary violators, you know, there's, there's nice ways to address things. You don't have to be, um, you know, mean and, surly. mean and surly about it. Just, mm-hmm. hey, this is something that we do. Just like, you know, we often have to flex the boundary, the boundary muscle when we, you know, are trying to do things for just us mm-hmm. and people are try to insert themselves and we're like, no, 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 nope. this is what we're doing. This is how we do things. When it's not this, then we'll open it up. Yep. But boundaries are important. Boundaries are uber important. Especially young, young couples. Yeah. I mean, all couples, really, but yeah. it's important to establish the idea of setting them when you're young. Yeah. So what that I, when you're older, it's not like, oh, now y'all being brand new. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's what, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Because if you set it when you're young, you know, it goes back to a bunch of theories I have about things. When you meet people, 
how they act that first time is not strange. Right. It's only strange if you meet them and they're, you know, AJ squared away. And then the next time you talk to them, they, you know, drunk and being stupid. Like, you're like, wait a minute, this is going against who you are. So if you, early on in your relationship, you set boundaries, Mm -hmm. then your friends and family are more likely to respect them because they're like, oh, from day one, this yep. is a boundary y'all set. Yep. So why why would we suddenly yep. start violating it now? But that also means you got to be consistent as a couple too. Absolutely. You can't set a boundary, then break your own boundary. Yep. And then want to go back to it. And That's... then be mad when people violate the boundary. You're like, right. well, you didn't set a precedence that it was actually a boundary. Right. right. I didn't know if you were serious or just joking. Right. So, yeah, that's that's hyper important. And then after that, what do we have? Then it was New Year's. You know, all these things happened within a month of each other. Mm-hmm. And this was the first year that I can remember in a very long time that we celebrated with another family. Yeah, that was fun. I don't... I mean, we've done... When we were younger, we would go over people's houses sometimes. And then sometimes we would go to church. But this year, our really close friends from Maryland came. Yeah, that. but that's my experience. My experience is spending New Year's in church. Yeah. Which is like the longest church service <laughs> ever in history. Like, if you think a regular Sunday church service is long, <laughs> that New Year's service be insane. It is long because you're there for hours. Yeah. Upon hours. But, and it's, but that's the prerequisite. It's different. You know, like on general Sunday in church, you go and you're like, oh, it may run over. Yeah. But you're not anticipating being there four and a half hours. But some, some churches I've been to, their New Year's service started at like eight. Yeah, I've I've seen somewhere it starts seven, seven thirty and you're there until midnight. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then if that run over you there till one, two. I think the ones that I've gone to, they start at ten. And they would run until like one. Which yeah. was still a long time. That's a long time. And you were already tired. <laughs> you right. were already sleepy. And then with us with kids, like they sleepy, they yeah. trying to lay all on you and stuff. And they get grumpy when yeah. they get sleepy. Like, Because even with, with the family that came down this year, we were just at home. But, you know, they have kids. We have kids. And I know mine were like, Looking at me about ten thirty, like I don't know if I'm gonna make this <laughs> this mm-hmm. midnight thing. Mm-hmm. But we kept them busy. It was great. Yeah, it was great. It was fun, even though we did have one where one of them was just like spinning in the floor for a few minutes, yeah. like standing in the floor and just <laughs> spinning in the circle, like oh, I'm like oh, they they hitting that that uh that threshold that threshold where they like uh oh, I gotta do something. <laughs> And we we all had hopes of like afterwards we were gonna watch a movie or something. No, man, please. Twelve o'clock hit by twelve by quarter to one, everybody was sleeping. Mm -hmm. Not this forty year old (laughs) like ain't watching no movie. Oh, it was so funny. Twelve o'clock, watch a two hour movie. It's two in the morning. Yeah, we can watch a movie after the kids go to sleep. Mm -mm. I think I was sleep before most of them kids Mm -hmm. were. Mm-hmm. If this was twenty years ago, that might that might would have worked. But then that would have been us with no kids. Exactly. So it would have been a whole different scenario. A whole different scenario. So what what lessons learned? What lessons did you have? Or did you have New Year's resolutions? I guess is the question. I mean, we always sit down and kind of 
talk about things that we want to accomplish for the new year. Um, I don't think I had any things that I wanted to, like, no resolutions, so to speak. But, like, last year did teach me, like, I'm learning the art of the chill. (laughs) (laughs) Because... I've been wound tight for a very, very long time. And you, you've you always said that to me. And I had no idea what that meant until I was like, oh. It's like I didn't know what it meant until I knew what it meant. Mm. Okay. And so I've learned, like, I'm still learning to just relax. Yeah, so that's, that's a special place. Yeah, one of the big things... That I've, um, that last year kind of taught me that, hey, you don't have, like, I feel like I always was wound tight because I always felt like things were going to fall apart if I wasn't. Like, I always had to, like, be doing something, be helping something, and if I didn't do it, then who was going to do it? And then, and, and there was some truth to that. Like, there were times when I wouldn't do something and then it wouldn't get done and then I'm suffering the consequence of it not being done. So it's like, it wasn't like it was something that I just did without any type of um, evidence of it being needful. But now I'm learning that I can just chill sometimes. Not all the time, but sometimes. Yeah, that's a a whole... (laughs) That's an entire podcast into itself. But yeah, I, I see where you're coming from because um, that's that's been my whole life of understanding. And I and I think a lot of men um, probably, and maybe this is a men and woman difference thing, mm-hmm. but the art of the chill is a, is a special place um, because you got to give your mind rest, mm-hmm. you know, and and especially. And especially creating that environment where you can chill. So it's always it's always tough if you at home and you can't relax. And maybe, you know, traditional family roles right. you know, prevent that for a lot of women. Like, well, at home is my second job because I gotta cook, I gotta right. clean, I gotta make sure the children are bathed, I gotta, you know, make sure my husband doesn't die from Malnutrition. Yeah, from not eating or got to remind him to breathe or whatever it is. Not remind you to breathe. Yeah, whatever it is <laughs> that you feel your task is. Because some women feel, you know, I'm sure some women feel that way. But, you know, being able to be in your space and say, you know what, I can relax and not necessarily have to qualify it under me time right. and all these other right. things. But just, I should be able to be in this space and relax. And so it's really... It's really awesome for me because you learning the art of relaxation actually increases our quality time together. Yeah, because I also learned that you can be doing something and still be relaxed in it. Like, because I used to always think that relax means I'm sitting and I'm doing nothing, but that's not true either. No. Like, I can be sitting and writing curriculum for the kids and still be like, Basking in relaxation. Mm -hmm. Because it's not like I'm, you know, it's not like I'm in meditation mode. Mm -hmm. You know, like, but I don't have to feel like 
there's a million other things that I need to do while I'm doing this one thing, which is where the lack of relaxation would come in. Mm -hmm. Because instead of just, you know, enjoying what I'm doing, I am doing it, doing it well, but my mind is mulling over 30 million other things that I need to get done. Yeah, you're like preoccupied. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like I'm doing it, but then eventually the um, attention deficit of having a gobbled mind pops in and now I'm halfway done with this but 30 other things that I know I need to get done have infiltrated my thought process so now I'm like splitting my attention and then eventually none of it gets done done, and now I'm up because I gotta go and cook dinner Mm -hmm. you know because you know my mornings are occupied with the kids because I you know homeschool Mm -hmm. so all the way through lunchtime, it's me and the kids. And then the afternoon comes, I usually get a couple of hours where I can work on things that I want to do. Mm-hmm. I've learned, I'm, I'm learning how to just work on one thing, enjoy that, get to a stopping point, and then move on to the next thing. Yep. In addition mm-hmm. to just being able to sit and relax, too, because, you know, I was not able to do that for a very long time. Yep. I mean, that... That is a learning coming out of COVID for a lot of people, I think, myself included, is the art of time boxing. Mm -hmm. Because that's the key to doing that, too. Like, oh, I'm going to work on this for the next two hours. Absolutely. And at the end of that two hours, I'm going to do something else. Yes. And you may not even know what that something else is. But But you you, know you are dedicating that two hours to this thing. Yeah. And that means you have a stopping point. Right. So that way, if... At an hour and 45 minutes, you come to me or the kids come, and they go, oh, I need help with X. You're like, all right, just give me 15 minutes. Give me more 15 minutes, minutes. yeah. And now you know the next thing you're going to do, too, because you know in 15 minutes I got to go help with X. Yep. Um, I think the other thing about that that's been interesting, too, um, from my perspective for you is being okay with asking for help. Yep. Because I think that... Go, that is goes in tandem with being able to relax, being able to say, I didn't plan lunch today. What do you want to do about that? Right. Like, And not feeling the burden on yourself to be like, I didn't plan lunch. Woe is me. Oh, my goodness. It's, I didn't plan lunch, Neil. What do you want to do for lunch? And being okay with whatever the result is mm-hmm. because I think some of that angst people feel in the home is because, again, from a traditional gender role perspective, if the home is your domain and you, quote-unquote, control everything in it, it's hard to relinquish relinquish some of that control when you need help. Right. So it's like, if you're like, I didn't plan lunch today, what do you want for lunch? And then I'm like, oh, let's go to this sandwich shop that I like a lot. And you're like, no, because X, Y, and Z. Then it's like, wait, you asked for help. Right. I've given you a solution that, you know, I know is viable or at least mostly viable. And your response is no. Then it's like, well, you tell me what you want to do because I'm, I was giving you answers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And the, it's a lot of growth in that area, too, to be like, no, what do you want to do? And if I'm like, oh, we can do this. And you're like, oh, that works for me. Or being constructive at the feedback and saying, 
we can do that, but what are the little kids going to eat? Because right. they don't eat that. Right. And that's way more constructive than just no. No. And then you give me your own answer. It's like, well, you really didn't need to ask me at all. But you give me an impossible problem. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, so. but those types of things always came from an honest place because, you know, you are always at the beck and call of the company you work for. So mm-hmm. sometimes I don't like to come to you with those. It's not It's not about me not wanting to ask. It's about me not wanting to put something extra on your plate to think about. Yeah, no, I'm not dis- I'm not discounting yeah. that at all. I'm I was actually really speaking specifically about weekends. Oh. <laughs> when I'm not when I'm not working. Yeah. Um cuz that's still a growth area, which is great cuz it's is definitely cuz it's like from my perspective, you know, I'm getting more quality time. Mm-hmm. Even if we're not doing the same thing together, we're spending more time in the same room under a relaxed condition which is great just Mm -hmm. for, you know, the energy in the room. And then the growth of you saying, oh, I haven't done this thing. Can you help me figure it out for the household? Just gives me a chance to give input or a chance to take something off your plate, which is something, you know, I think most husbands want to do for their wives, at least from time to time. Right. You know, like, oh, well, that's no problem. You know, you didn't do that thing. We we can do this instead. Not a big deal. Mm-hmm. And now you don't have to think about it, too. But, you know, I think sometimes both of those things under the guise of having control and doing, right. quote unquote, your part based on traditional family roles, you know, it gets it kind of gets brushed away. Yeah. You know, so that's interesting. What um, about you? Lessons from this year. Takeaways from 2022? Oh, time management. Mm, okay. That's it. That's the big one. It's just time management for everything. So what did you learn about time management? It's hyper important. And it's something that I think many men and dads in particular struggle with. And it's like, because you know, like 2020, 2021, which is the same year, Mm -hmm. you got COVID and stuff like that. So... It's a big deal then, too, but it's it's one of those things where it's like, well, there's a lot of shift and a lot of change happening all at once. Mm-hmm. So as you're managing that, and this is both professionally and personally, mm-hmm. as you're managing all of that change at one time in your house and what it means to not go to work and what it means of where you're working at home yeah. and all that kind of stuff and all the things with kids... As well as, you know, what that means for work and all that kind of stuff, right? You're managing all that. Um, Time management kind of went out the window. Okay. Right? Because I know not only for me, but I know a lot of people that were working from home in 2020, 2021, and now 2022, that, you know, because they don't have to commute, have actually been putting in more hours. Right, right than they would on a normal working day. You know what I'm saying? Or working later. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, know, by the end of 2021, most people had their home office, so they had whiteboards and stuff like that. So they're they're finishing their normal working hours, and then they spend another two, three, four hours whiteboarding a problem 
or something like that for work the next day, mm-hmm. you know, especially the real ambitious people, right? Just to get, you know, just to be in 2022 and, you know, some people are going back to the office, but not, not many, right? you know what I'm saying? And realizing, whoa, this is my new normal, right? you know? And then, you know, then the questions start to pour in, like, well, I am at home, and I am doing this work, but I also want to be present. Right. And I also want to this, and I also that. So it's like the work-life thing in reverse, mm-hmm. because work and life are now taking place in the same right. location. Right. Whereas before, it was a little easier to compartmentalize mm-hmm. or mentally separate, because I leave the building... And I'm at work. Right. And then when I leave that, excuse me, that environment, I'm at home. Mm-hmm. And that was the way a lot of people shifted gears and they would use the commute as their ramp up and ramp down yeah. time. Mm-hmm. You know, with all that melting away, you know, whatever your ambitions are, everything starts to boil down to time management. Right. You know, how much time am I going to spend on this thing before I move to the next thing? And... That only became, like, ultra important when you start realizing that, you know, I can work this many hours and I can pause and have lunch with my kids. Mm -hmm. Especially in our case because we homeschool. Right. So I can stop and have lunch with my kids. That's a huge benefit. Yeah. But if I'm having lunch answering emails, I'm still not present. Right. You know what I'm saying? So just time management and thinking about being present as a dad um, and being more there and listening to their stories and giving feedback and mm-hmm. really being a part of their lives is like one of the big one of the big things from 2022 and it's like not that I wasn't doing it previous right it's just one of those things that as I was thinking about it over over the course of the last year in particular it's like oh man I see not necessarily deficits, but I'll, you know, know yourself and seek self-improvement mm-hmm. type thing. And I'm like, I see places where I can improve. And oddly enough, it is a direct result of you understanding the art of relaxation. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, when I get off work and you're like, oh, I just want to sit where you are. And, oh, you haven't played PlayStation in a week. You know, everything all right? Maybe, maybe, uh, you know, or you would say, uh, it was one time you said it specifically that was really interesting to me because one time you said, um, you haven't played, you haven't played PlayStation in a while and I want to, and I want to finish the story. I want to see, you know, I don't want to forget where we are in the story. And the fact that you said where we are in the story was like, oh, this is not just a... I'm doing this because it's right. like she's an active participant in that in that activity with me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Which then was like, you know what? I am going to take some time to do this thing, which became great because because you understand the art of relaxation, you were able to pull me into something that was more relaxing for me at a moment when I had a lot of things buzzing in my brain all at one time. Mm-hmm. And so taking those few moments to relax and do something I enjoy that way 
with you because if your understanding of the art of relaxation helped me relax, which then got me over that hurdle. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? So it was just moments like that where I was like, man, this time management thing and, you know, not necessarily knowing when to turn it off, but just understanding when to switch gears, when to switch modes and things like that became hyper important. And then, you know, with planning the anniversary and stuff like that, doubly so, because now it's like, oh, you know, regular life is starting back up. Right. You know, so it's not like, oh, everything's still shut down or you can get away with not doing stuff. It's like 2022, we planned the anniversary. You know, our oldest started soccer again. Like, we're right back to... Yeah, the hustle and bustle. The regular, regular, regular life stuff. Yeah. And it's just like, time management just jumped and slapped me in the face of like, you can't do that extra stuff as far as work goes because you got family and it's time for soccer. It's time for gymnastics. Yep. It's time for band. It's time for name your activity, mm-hmm. you know, and you got to be a part of that and right. participate in it, you know. And then Saturdays there's games and Sundays there's this. And you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So then it was like, oh, man, this time management thing is really important and then you and I have things like this like the podcast and Mm -hmm. stuff like that like you know just figuring out how to contact switch and all that kind of stuff just really jumped out this year as like a really important thing to put energy to understanding and being proactive I absolutely agree I mean even along those same lines um, that was something that like you said before how my understanding how to chill contributed to your time management, um, your ability to manage your time better. It was a similar, a similar effect for me and my time because then I realized I don't always have to be on. I can like sit in the middle of the hallway with our youngest daughter and have a tea party. Like, I mean, I'm not saying that I wasn't doing that type of thing before, but it's like you said. It's one thing to be doing it and be doing only that. It's another thing to be doing it and always thinking about the other things you need to get done, too. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, just I've blocked out. And then this happened, I don't know, midway through last year where I would try to block out time every day. The kids, I mean, they may be hip to it now, but, you know, at least an hour. What are you doing? Wherever they are, I'll go occupy their space and be like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. What are you working on? You know, let's play with this. Let's do that. Oh, let's paint this thing that's been in your room for a while. You know, just little things like that that I've been trying to, like, savor more of what they're doing. Oh, let's build this Lego. Let's do this. Let's. What are you working on in your podcast? What are, You know, mm-hmm. just to have those moments of I'm going to dedicate this time to these little people so that and be relaxing while doing it, mm-hmm. you know, not, like I said before, not worrying and, and mulling over the 30 other things that are on my list of things to do, but really just being in that moment. And do I do it every single week? No. I, sometimes it just, I'm engulfed in something that I can't step away from, but for the most part, it has worked. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. Same here. Just like, oh, we are going to do this thing today. Oh, we are going to 
play Pokemon or and play board games or play PlayStation or, or whatever. Or yeah, like we're going to do that and I'm going to be all into that thing. And But then also it's time box. Right. Hey. We got, on, we got 45 minutes. Yeah, let's let's do this. Mm-hmm. We got an hour yep. before I need to ask. And the kids understand that. Yeah. You know, because sometimes they don't want to do it for six hours either. Right. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes they're like, oh. Okay, I'm done now. Yeah, one game is enough. <laughs> I played. That was fun, Dad. And they got stuff they want to do with their own life, so it works. Yeah, it does work. Absolutely works. So, that was 2022. Mm-hmm. Lots of great learnings and I mean there's other areas we could have touched on today just things that I know I've learned but I think that was a pretty good yeah I mean that was the biggest one for me yeah anything else is just like tangentially related or Mm -hmm. oh yeah that was a good footnote that was a good thing yeah you know keep in the back pocket but that was that was the big one for me cool well all right We'll kind of wrap this one up then. Mm-hmm. So um, thank you guys again for listening. We are going to be bringing back our marriage conversations. Mm-hmm. We've still got quite a few in the hole, as they say, since we started doing those last year. Um, had some ramping up to do as far as making sure that we could do right by each of the couples. And so we'll be bringing those back. Um, I'm not sure if it'll be next week or the week after, but we'll definitely, you know, be putting those out on social media so that everyone can pass along the word that their conversation is coming. And but but you find them on YouTube, right? The actual conversation. Yeah, yeah. So we'll be. But what I'm saying is like promotion and all. Oh yeah. Like just to let people know that it's coming up. But yeah, they'll be on YouTube and on. Our podcast. Your podcast. The, the audio, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, wherever you listen to our podcasts, it'll be up there as well. Mm-hmm. And then on the YouTube page, make sure you share those YouTube videos, like our channel so you can get the updates on when the new ones are coming out. And I think that's it. Yeah. Um, like, follow, subscribe, comment. Send us a message. All the things. Interact with our posts on social media. Mm-hmm. And, and interact with us. Let us know if there's any relationship things you want us to deep dive into. Because I know we talk about a bunch of different things being married now for 20 years. But um, at the same time, there's probably a lot of stuff that we leave out just because we don't think to talk about it. So if there's something on your mind that, that you would like us to do a deep dive into... Um, from our lived experience. Yeah. We only speak from our lived experience. Uh, let us know. Yeah, let us know. We would love to discuss it. I know we've spent the better part of our podcast talking about our journey um, and all of the different lessons and things are definitely a part of a part of that journey. So it'll be a more geared towards, um, less toward our actual, like, relationship history (laughs) and more geared towards you know the parts of our relationship so if you like you said if you have anything that you want us to dive into feel free to shoot us a dm on our nine seven podcast instagram or facebook pages 
and we will definitely be putting it in our dockets. Yep. Outside of that, thanks, everyone. Thanks, guys. Have a great week.